Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Force Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be looking at El Chupacabra. Before we get into that, though, I just want to say, if you enjoy this episode or any of the previous episodes of the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. It might be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, what have you. Subscribe, and you'll be able to get notifications when we post. Also, if you do enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on whatever software you use. Best thing to do is on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, rate us five stars. Uh, it helps us go up in the podcast ranks and it helps the podcast become more available to everyone else. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can just search Paranormal Thoughts Podcast and we'll come up there. We have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com and there'll be any sort of links, any pictures, videos, anything like that, all on that blog that you can go check out. All this information is in the description of this podcast. So I feel like it's a great time to be recording this podcast, to be perfectly honest. It's been a hot day here. It's summer and now there is a storm happening outside. Uh, Where I currently live now, uh, the wet season is more so in winter, but back where I'm originally from, the wet season was all through summer. So today feels like one of those days. It'd be hot all day and it would storm and cool everything kind of down and it's a nice way to sort of finish the day. Um, So I feel like... Everything's sort of lining up. It feels like a good kind of um, time to be sitting down and talking about a really cool cryptid. So El Chupacabra, I feel like it's probably one of the more popular or at least well-known uh, cryptids that is out there. I feel like I even heard about it, you know, a long time ago, probably back in like 2005 or something like that from watching a National Geographic documentary. And probably since then, I haven't looked really a ton into it. Uh, It's been one of those ones where, you know, of it and, you know, nothing too specific. Um, And then I thought, well, let's dig into it because we've spoken about a few other cryptids like Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, so on, you know, Yowie, Bigfoot, Yeti, uh, what kind of have you. So I feel like let's talk about another pretty well-known cryptid. So the El Chupacabra is a South American creature, which that name translates to the goat sucker. And that's literally what this thing did. It would prey on livestock such as cows, sheep, goats, chickens, uh, and kill them. But rather than eating the animal, it would actually just suck the blood of the animal, or that's at least what we think. There'd be often uh, two puncture wounds in the neck of the animal. So nothing kind of like a... Maybe if you saw like a dog kind of attack, uh, say like a sheep, you'd probably see, you know, quite the whole sort of canine jaw... Uh, mark left on the neck of the animal. 
Uh, but in this case, there wasn't really that. It was sort of just these two puncture marks, uh, almost like, I suppose you'd start to think about it more like a, a blood-sucking kind of creature, like a vampire or something like that. So what I didn't realise was there are two very different descriptions of El Chupacabra. So something you might not realise is there's two very different descriptions of El Chupacabra. One is something you can't really explain and the other one is a little more explainable, I'd say. So the thing with El Chupacabra as well is a lot of people don't believe in it and that's fair enough. You know, a lot of people don't believe in any sort of cryptids and that's kind of the point, you know, it's these animals haven't been discovered so there's a lot of question about whether these things actually exist or they're hoaxes or they're just misidentified uh, known animals. Let's talk about the description which isn't as easily debunked, in my opinion. So depending on where you've spotted the creature will kind of depend on what it looks like and also what sort of era you're in as well. Uh, The original sort of El Chupacabra, when you look back, El Chupacabra really came into the media back in the early 90s, sort of through to the early 2000s. It was kind of this decade of a lot of sightings. Uh, But if you go back to the 70s, there's some interesting reports of something that sounds very similar. And a lot of people report a four foot to five foot tall, grey, hairy creature with spikes down its back, red eyes. Some people have reported having feathers, potentially even wings. Um, People have even gone as far as saying it doesn't really have fur, it's kind of more of a scale kind of thing. Uh, The creature had no tail. It was very awkward in its movement. It was kind of lanky in a sense. So it was something that no one had sort of ever seen. And obviously jump on the blog and I'll post some images. So there's no photos, obviously, of this creature. There's just uh, people's drawings and paintings uh, and you know their sort of interpretations of what they originally saw. A very typical cryptid kind of description here, like a lot of features that don't really add up into one particular animal because it kind of sounds like it'd be not the best built thing, you know, if it's kind of not that tall, but yet sort of like skinny and lanky and, you know, it's it sounds like a real mismatch kind of thing. So sort of mid-70s, 1975, livestock were being killed in Puerto Rico and it's that very typical El Chupacabra type description, livestock are being killed, blood's being drained. The Other than that, the corpse is pretty much left untouched other than these bite marks and all the blood being gone. And there was a lot of other reports all throughout Puerto Rico at this time and people seeing somewhat of what that creature was, I just explained. People even reckon they saw a Bigfoot-type creature. People were also witnessing UFOs. It seems like that's a thing, right, when a lot of these cryptids, like if you look at the Mothman, when all this activity is going on, there seems to be other type of paranormal activity also happening a lot more, like a lot of poltergeist activity, a lot of UFO activity. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. It could almost be to the point where people just, it's mass hysteria. People are kind of just getting on the bandwagon of seeing uh, seeing a lot of unidentified shit and then they're kind of just bunching it all together saying there's a lot of weird paranormal stuff happening here. Or it actually could be related and there could be some sort of everything. It could be a bit of a hotspot and everything's being drawn to this one location. Who, Who really knows in that sense? A lot of these earlier reports aren't specifically related to what we know now of a chupacabra. But in the 90s, when these when sightings of this creature really started to become well-known, uh, that's kind of when we can go back and sort of lump whatever was happening back then into what we sort of know now of El Chupacabra. So one interesting thing is 
when you think of cryptids, you think, at least, you know, it's 2020 now. A lot of the stuff that I've spoken about, you know, is back from, yeah, the 70s, even back through the 30s, like Loch Ness, when that first um, started being um, started being seen. A lot of these uh, reports are quite old, but something from the 90s, you know, we're talking uh, 30 years ago. So quite modern in a sense. And a lot of that has to do with the internet being around it was really easy to share these stories. Um, I feel like at that time too, sort of media was probably really feeding on this kind of stuff, you know, really spinning it in a sort of crazy sort of way. People seeing all this weird shit going on and then, you know, speaking to farmers about what they'd seen, you know, getting footage of what they could believe to have been a dead or chupacabra or what kind of have you. Like, I feel like that sort of time really probably pushed this whole agenda of this creature. So sort of late 90s, early 2000s, this creature starts turning up in North America. The thing is, though, the description of the creature in North America is very different to what they were seeing in South America. In South America, as I mentioned, it was this real mismatch kind of thing. And I guess a big thing that I probably should really specify as well, the creature they were seeing in South America was bipedal. So it was walking on its hind legs. The creature that was spotted more so in North America was on all fours. Pretty much the description they were getting was, it was kind of like a dog, I suppose, uh, but very sort of uh, munted looking, very shabby. It was, it was definitely sort of more of a canine kind of description. But people swear that these things weren't wild dogs, they weren't coyotes, they weren't foxes. It was something unknown. The thing with this is a lot of people have captured the El Chupacabra in sort of Northern America. Uh either dead or alive, and it turns out that for the most part, whatever these things are, uh, from the DNA they can tell they are related to a canine. What specific kind of canine they are, hard to sort of say in all these different reports, but the thing is whatever people were most likely seeing in North America, and, you know, there have been some reports also through uh, South America of this uh, four-legged chupacabra as well, is they believe uh, these canines are actually getting what we know as scabies. Um, you know, humans get scabies, but it's nowhere near as extreme as if a dog gets it. If a canine gets what we know as scabies, uh, it actually slowly kills them pretty much. They lose all their hair, their skin becomes almost quite charcoal in a sense, like it gets very rough and they, they can lose a lot of weight, obviously, because they're quite unwell and they do look quite deformed and very, very frightening, actually, to be perfectly honest. So uh, a lot of people believe that this is what uh, a lot of the later reports of El Chupacabra are. The thing is, though, regardless of what El Chupacabra actually is, it's still strange what it does. The fact of it not actually killing for the sake of eating an animal, it's killing and draining blood. Now, scientists have come out and said that the reason why the animal has been drained of blood and there's, you know, no blood left on the ground or anything like that is when an animal dies, all the blood rushes to the bottom of the animal. So it's less likely to, you know, all kind of spill out of its neck. So it's actually still got blood. It's just not present from, you know, sort of the naked eye. But I still think regardless of that, why is this creature killing yet not feeding on the animal? Even, you know, there's been reports of uh, multiple animals being killed, like, you know, eight goats in one night, um, which sounds quite high, yet, you know, it's it's not the same thing as, like, even, you know, the same thing as, like, chickens have been killed and just left there. I feel like a fox is going to grab a chicken, 
and piss off with it, you know, and eat it. But why is it kind of leaving it there? It's It sounds very odd. I think that's very strange behaviour. And at the same time too, why was there so many of these reports in this kind of 10-year window as well? It's It kind of has come out of nowhere in a sense and then it sort of stopped as well. You know, was it some sort of weird hoax? Potentially. But, you know, it's, it's also a really weird thing, especially, you know, um, through Puerto Rico, which I find a lot of Puerto Rico is either quite rich or quite poor. You know, it seems like an odd thing for farmers kind of out in the middle of nowhere to be probably doing that to one another as a sort of, you know, hoax. It, you know, you sort of got to put things together. And I think some, I think people jump to the conclusion of hoaxes really quickly. But when you actually step back and think about, for the most part, a lot of the world's quite logical, right? Like we kind of, we get up, we do our thing, go to work, you know, we have a life, you know, there's some people out there who probably do enjoy, you know, fucking with other people. But for the most part, you'd hope that people just kind of do their thing and don't really bother with, you know, going into these sort of elaborate types of hoaxes to, you know, get a bit of publicity or what kind of have you. But obviously, you know, crop circles is a great example of that. It's been known to be a widespread thing that people do do. So it's hard to say whether or not, but sure, some of the reports probably were fake, but at the same time, you all you have to do is like look this stuff up and there is quite a lot of happenings. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So some other explanations that I sort of came across were potentially uh, in South America, there was some 
apes being tested on for medical testing and so on and they escaped and they believe that they could have been mistaken for this type of bipedal creature that, you know, could be attacking all these animals. Uh, For the most part, though, uh, they will feed on small animals, but probably not something to the size of a goat or anything like that. So that probably rules out, I think, that theory of apes potentially being out in the loose and killing animals. And as well, there's been too many sort of reports, very widespread, that I think that would be a very localised kind of situation. When reports started happening in Chile in the late 90s, locals actually started to blame NASA. So they believed that NASA was doing uh, medical tests and kind of actually created the El Chupacabra. This actually spread enough for NASA to actually come out and deny they had anything to do with El Chupacabra. Uh, and, uh, no, you know, <laughs> uh, NASA's a really interesting one. Like, I'm all for NASA and space and space exploration. I think it's great. Uh, but NASA's fucking weird how they always deny everything. It seems like they deny a lot of shit that you'd think they wouldn't even worry about. But the fact of um, they've come out and said, nah, we had nothing to do with this is pretty funny, I think. Something that was interesting as well was there was a mayor in Puerto Rico of the name of Jose Ramon Soto Rivera, hope I pronounced that right, who was a massive believer in the El Chupacabra. And he, at one point, he actually went out with 200 locals and they went hunting the thing. They, you know, pulled a goat in a cage with a truck or what have you, and we're trying to lure out the creature. I do love when people in the spotlight come out and believe in, you know, conspiracy theories or cryptids. Uh, So I think that's great that there was a mayor in Puerto Rico who uh, made it very clear that he believed in this creature. I feel like that was probably done to an extent as well to, you know, be re-elected, to sort of be to have a sort of personal level with, you know, the locals, if they all believe in this creature or, you know, a large portion of them do, you know, having a leader say, I believe in this too, is probably going to um, really do a lot of favours for him. But I think that's, you know, another interesting little point of information because you're probably not hearing a ton of that stuff anymore. I feel like majority of mayors now are probably uh, being arrested for corruption and so on. So I think that's, uh, that's a really great little uh, tidbit there. So when you actually start looking into how many cryptids are reported on, you know, all you got to do is get yourself a copy of Mysterious Creatures, A Guide to Cryptozoology by George M. Eberhardt. And it, you really start to see how much stuff is out there. And a lot of it is kind of similar. I suppose you can only really have so many different variations of a potential animal, you know, for it to kind of make sense and for it to actually function in some way. I think the thing with El Chupacabra is there are a lot of reports, but in saying that it doesn't really have this crazy sort of backstory or the reports are quiet. There's nothing too sort of far out. There's been reports of um, people being attacked by it as well, but these are all just sort of written reports, nothing really further on it. It's a lot of, it's a lot of just livestock obviously being um, killed. So there's not a ton to really go off in a sense. It's a lot of just reports, you know, any sort of evidence that we've had, uh, you know, of any sort of DNA testing of, you know, the of what potentially killed the animal or actually, you know, having these people bring these canine-looking animals in uh, is that they are just a unwell dog with mange, also known as scabies. I think the thing is, though, it kind of doesn't matter because people at one point or even still potentially now uh, are being affected especially, you know, throughout Puerto Rico, as I said, a lot of it's quite poor. Animals being killed, uh, that's, you know, someone's livelihood. You know, they, that's, how they make their, that's how they make their coins. So regardless of what it actually was, it's very real 
for those people, you know, whether it was if it was something that we already know of or if it was this creature which has yet to be, have been discovered. It kind of doesn't matter because it's real in a sense and I think that's a big thing that we always have to just be mindful of and, you know, it's there is some, you know, quite a bit of... Um, cultural significance you know there's been a lot of books coming out of South America uh, about El Chupacabra it's kind of a bit of an entity I think that's where it has originated from and it has kind of you know spiraled out since then but I think it does sort of hold something it's like you know as I mentioned um, being in Scotland uh, recently and you know being in the Highlands they really own uh, the Loch Ness Monster and I think that's that's great that's kind of ingrained in there you know it goes way back before those sightings in the 30s and so on you know it's it's really like a Celtic uh, kind of legend and I think that's important for cultures to hold on to so regardless of what this thing is uh, there is a lot of significance within that so we have obviously also scientists coming out and being able to disprove it quite easily. And, you know, to be honest, I think a lot of reports uh, can be easily related back to sort of wild wild animals attacking other animals and people just kind of misidentifying them. In saying that, though, people seeing uh, a bipedal creature with red eyes, spikes, um, walking around, drinking the blood of their animals, uh, it sounds... I think, you know, it's hard to say, but there could be something to that in all honesty. And like anything I speak about on here, I do hope that this thing does exist because I think the world is so much more interesting when there's all of these creatures out there which we do not, you know, really understand or know much about. Um, Obviously, it's kind of a weird one though because there was a massive spike and then it kind of fizzled out and now it's, you know, it's not really spoken much about. Uh, it's kind of almost had its time and left like a lot of, you know, like a lot of cryptids, but I feel like, you know, your, your lock sort of monsters and your Bigfoot, things like that, they're always sort of hanging around. So I think there's a ton of cryptids out there which sort of have their time and they sort of fade away and you kind of have to dig a little bit more to find them. And the thing is too, as I said, like there's that many other cryptids out there which have this exact same kind of um, description as well. So how do we even know what the hell we're seeing, to be perfectly honest? We can only kind of go off timeline and location and sort of go off other people's sightings and kind of figure it out. But this is a weird one because there's only sightings. The evidence kind of stacked up against it doesn't look great for it actually being something, you know, that we aren't aware of. But I still think regardless, whatever these events were, we can still title it El Chupacabra and kind of go off that because I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of giving this entity all these sightings, all these, you know, all the animals that have been um, victim to whatever this thing is, giving it that title and actually, you know, because that's that's kind of what it is at the end of the day because we, we don't actually know. Uh, so I think it's fine to go along the lines of that this thing is an El Chupacabra. I think this thing is the goat sucker. What do you guys think though? I do love... I absolutely love cryptids, you know. I think it's the coolest thing, you know, cryptozoology. It's great that, you know, I think it's it's so important because there are so many unknown things that, we, you know, we're always constantly finding, you know. Like, I always just think of starfish and think, what the fuck is the point of that thing? And, you know, it's very widely known. But could you imagine, you know, originally finding that just being like, like, what is that? Really all sea animals, they're the weirdest, they're the fucking weirdest thing, to be honest. So something, you know, like a chupacabra isn't really that far out. Uh, in my opinion. So I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, I'd love to know if anyone's actually had an experience with it, you know, um, 
great to you know hear from some farmers because as i said it, it's still a very real thing you know it's it's shit it's not it's you know very hard if your um if your livelihood sort of depends on farming and your livestock are being obviously uh harmed it's uh it's definitely not an ideal situation so uh, i think that's great too that's a great thing about this cryptid is that there is there's evidence in the sense of things were dying whether or not it was this unknown creature uh, killing it or not, uh, but there is there's bodies at the end of the day, which is kind of an interesting point to it as well. But you know, at the moment, uh, I could probably go either way. I think for the most part, uh, I think what people have probably experienced isn't anything out of the norm. But there's always that you know little ten percent, even maybe you know a little bit more, a little bit less, that you have to kind of go. Well, people saw something really weird, and you know we got to really take that into consideration. Um, you know, mass hysteria is a thing, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I, I like to really try to believe people, honestly, and that's probably not a great um, quality to have. But when it comes to this stuff, like, uh, you know, I take it pretty seriously. So I do hope that there is something to it and it's not just, you know, a massive hoax. But I guess we'll never know. But I wanted to come on here and talk about El Chupacabra because I want more people to know about it and hopefully, you know, we can kind of all sort of band together and try to learn even more. And, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of stories that haven't been told and, you know, even some modern stuff too, which would be really great and interesting to hear about. But what do you guys think at the end of the day? Uh, I'd love to hear. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Jump on Facebook, jump on Instagram. Uh, send me an email if you want to reach out. I always love to hear your stories. You can email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, you know, just send me a message on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I love hearing from you guys. You're the reason I do it. So I, uh, that's what it's all about. So thank you so much, guys. That was the episode about El Chupacabra. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much. I'll catch you in another podcast really soon. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.